0: The podcast is a recreation of recordings from Universe 619. All words, titles, and information are authentic and unedited. As this universe has no bearing on yours, you are welcome to enjoy this as a work of fiction. For any questions relating to the multiverse, your place in it, or the crushing depression of knowing there are other versions of you in other universes currently living a better and more fulfilling life than you, contact Multiversal Consultant, Archivist, and Author, Lancelot Castle. You can find him and more information at thenashamaseries.tumblr.com. Hi, my name is Ari Kravitz. Welcome back to Afterlife. Let me fill you in on the shit show that's been the last two weeks of my... Well, I was going to say life, but I guess I can't really call it that anymore. I'd call it my afterlife, but I guess that feels a bit cheesy. Not as a title or anything, I wasn't lying when I said I liked it. Dude's very proud of it, too. He's seeming to warm up to the idea of putting these recordings online for me. In fact, he seems to like these recordings more than he likes me. He's pretty distant. Marita said not to let it get to me. She says he's just a little aloof, but I don't think he likes me very much. Not that I care or anything. He's usually not around long enough for it to affect me anyway. But I can't call it my life, and I don't want to call it my afterlife. But I don't really think calling it my death is accurate. I guess I just think of it as my now. But that's not really an easy thing to throw into a sentence. The shit show that's been the last two weeks of my now doesn't really have the same ring to it, does it? Maybe I will just keep calling it my life. I feel alive enough. This... Past fortnight, I've felt almost too alive. I could have sworn my heart was racing at a few points, though I know it can't beat at all. Which brings us back round to why the past two weeks have been so weird. It all started on Monday. It seems like it always started on Monday. Actually, wait. No, yeah. No, it, it did start on Monday last time. I remember because I remember mentioning that it was a Monday in the first recording I did. Wow, Garfield was right, Mondays are the worst. Anyway, it was a Monday again. I was walking around the house because I had nothing to do, and I was hoping to find something interesting to do without bothering Amrita. I feel bad, she's been so nice to me, but I don't want to be too needy or dependent on her, so I tried to keep myself entertained as often as possible she actually has this lovely old chess set with beautiful floral themed pieces uh, carved out of white and dark red marble and the board is a mixture of red and white wood for the alternating squares unfortunately i don't know how to play chess i admitted that to daoud and he laughed at me said he thought everyone knew how to play I repeated that I didn't, and he just laughed even more. I may have to rope him into teaching me one day, if I can get him to stop laughing at me for long enough to explain what all the pieces do. I'd ask Amrita, but she's already done so much for me, I'd feel a little bad asking for anything more. I've spent most of my time here trying to watch the TV. It's... awkward, though. I feel like some sort of creep. And given my own experiences being watched recently, I don't really want to feel like I'm doing the same to others. I mean, I know it's different, but it's somewhat pleasant. These recordings are really my only entertainment, but being stuck in a house all day, I rarely have much to talk about, so I've been limiting myself to making these recordings every other week. I like routines and schedules, so it's nice to have a day when I record things, and dude is pretty good at uploading them on the same day I make them. I was saying something, wasn't I? Sorry, I got sidetracked again. Did I mention the windows? I mean, I know I explained them once in another recording, but did I mention why they're important now? Mm, I guess I'd remember if I had, so I probably didn't. Uh, So I will. I was in the kitchen, just sort of hanging about, trying to figure out what to do with myself, and I looked out one of the windows, and, well, the kitchen windows always seem to look out on a clear blue lake, and it has these brilliant sunrises and sunsets. There's a little wooden dock leading out into the water, just wide enough for a person or two to sit on the end with their feet in the water, It seems to be in a New England-type forest, and I imagine come autumn the leaves will turn a magnificent shades of red and yellow and orange. It's beautiful. I love looking out the kitchen windows. But this time I looked out and saw two figures standing, stoically, side by side before the dock. One wore a crimson woman's riding outfit, and the other wore a grey men's riding outfit. There were no horses in sight. I was going to try for some suspense here, but I've kind of run out of filler information, and you've probably already guessed who it was. It was the Walker twins. I still don't know their first names. I'd ask, but I'm not sure I'm retard, dude. No either. They both just call them the Walkers or the Walker twins. Anyway, I think I totally ruined the suspense there. But yeah, I looked out the window, and the walkers were there, staring back at me. They didn't look... (sighs) Well, I don't really know what expression I was expecting. Maybe... Anger that I'd managed to escape them? Or... Glee that they'd finally found me again? But no... Nothing. They just stared at me like I was something they were considering buying. Or maybe like something they'd already bought and were wondering if I was worth it. I guess that's more accurate to the actual situation. Like a couch you can't quite fit in your car and you're wondering whether or not it's worth it to pay for it to be shipped to your house or if you should just leave it there or return it. (sighs) Isn't my life fun? Anyway, seeing them there, I could have sworn I felt my heart start beating again. Though it's probably just the reaction my brain was expecting, so I just imagined it was hammering away in my chest. It was probably as still as always, with no blood to pump. Ugh, it's a weird idea to get used to. I hate thinking about my body and the fact that it exists and functions. Not in an aesthetic outside way, I love the way I look most of the time, but I hate remembering I have veins and organs and... I'm gonna stop talking about it now. Anyway, the walkers were there, so I just kind of froze and stared at them, and then turned around and walked out. I got Amrita and told her about it, but by the time she went to check for them, they were gone. Anyway, I would have just ignored it and probably forgotten about it, but it happened again the next day. I was in the dining room, which... It has these beautiful big windows on all sides. It's a very woody room, and you could kind of imagine it was in some sort of skiing lodge in the mountains. And all around, out the giant windows, you can see these deep valleys and high mountains. Half of the time when we're in there, it's snowing outside too, though it wasn't that day. I was sitting in there, and I looked out the window, and the walkers were out there again. She was in this sort of cloak, or mantle, that draped all the way around her. I thought it was black at first, but when it hit the light, I could see it was a dark reddish-brown, and her trousers were black leather laced up the sides. Her brother was in a long grey peacoat, a crimson silk button down under it. I... Don't know many fashion words, but in case you can't tell, I'm absolutely fascinated by what they wear. It's always so impeccable and put together, they're both stunning. Really, I know I said it before, but if they weren't evil vampires hellbent on kidnapping me, I'd absolutely let them take me out for dinner. Though the whole bloodless purity thing is an absolute deal breaker, that is a hard limit for me as it should be for any reasonable person. Anyway, they just stood there and watched me again, so I did the same thing. I got up and walked away. I told Amrita again, but this time she didn't bother checking. We both knew they would be gone by the time we returned. She took the whole thing very seriously, thankfully. She's so kind, and she seemed really worried about me. We've become quite good friends over the past month and a bit, I join her for meals, and when she's not busy, we hang out. We don't have too much in common, but we do both love a bit of gossip. She tells me all about her friends and family and what's going on in this world, and I tell her all about my old life and the other world. And I've discovered that I can drink small amounts without my body getting weird, so sometimes we have tea together and tell stories. It's like being in university again. That's the only other time I've lived with someone who wasn't a family member. Anyway, she said she'd call a friend to hopefully help us out. Something about... ...protection spells and charms, I think? Uh, the friend's supposed to arrive soon, but... ...I'm still not entirely sure what's going on with that. All I know is that the walkers won't come into the house, and... ...and Rita wants to keep it that way. Actually, I actually asked her about that why the walkers just hover outside the windows and don't come in. She just told me they were scared of her and winked at me. I can't imagine anyone being scared of her, she's so sweet. But I think she might be right. And honestly, given everything I know about bloodless purity, it tracks that they're afraid of the same people they're trying to control. I guess I wouldn't want to get on Amrita's bad side either. She's really nice, but... I can imagine she'd be terrifying if she was mad at you. Dode once accidentally broke one of Amrita's favourite mugs. In his defence, another tattoo had just appeared right on the wrist of the hand that was holding the mug, and apparently it's a little surprising to him still. But that was the closest I've ever seen to Amrita getting angry. And I've got to say, if the walkers have ever seen that, I understand why they're not keen to try breaking into her house. Anyway, on Wednesday, I thought that they might have given up, since I didn't see them all day. I guess in hindsight, it could just be that I didn't notice them, but I don't think they were there. Amrita seemed to trust me to spot them, so she also thinks they weren't there. She said that since I'm on high alert for them, it's unlikely I would miss them. Especially since they're making no attempts to hide themselves. Amrita seemed to agree that they're probably trying to intimidate me. She thinks they want to scare me into just handing myself over to them. Honestly, I'm more tired than scared. So then on Thursday, I woke up and went into the kitchen and Amrita was there making breakfast and tea. I do still need to sleep. Some people don't think vampires sleep, but since our brains still work, we do need to rest. Anyway, I knew immediately that Dode had arrived sometime during the night because she was making twice as much food. She asked me to bring his up to him, so I did. I knocked on his door and he didn't answer it, so I opened it. Turns out he sleeps like the dead. Uh, the actual dead, not the undead. We sleep like anyone else. But he was fast asleep and didn't even wake up when I opened the door. He sleeps a bit like a koala. He was all curled up around a pillow clinging to it, with his face hidden. I put his breakfast down on the side table and shook him awake. Apparently, he is one of those people who hates being woken up. He told me in no uncertain terms to fuck off, so I shook him again, and he told me to fuck off again. That continued for a minute or so before he gave in and sat up. His hair was a mess, and he looked like this was his first sleep in a week. It wouldn't have shocked me if it was. Anyway, I got him to sit up and eat his breakfast, but when I looked up at his window, the walkers were there again. I'm sure they were dressed to the nines as usual, but I honestly couldn't tell you. Since as soon as I saw their faces, I stood and pulled the curtains. I don't know why I didn't think to do that earlier. Toad was too busy scarfing his breakfast to talk, but he gave me a quizzical look. I told him about what had been happening over the past few days, with the walkers following me. I don't think I've ever seen him look so annoyed. No, he looks annoyed when I tease him about how his tattooed eyes look funny when his real eyes blinked. He looked angry. It was the first time I'd ever seen him look like that. Usually he alternates between smug, amused, and annoyed, but I was a little touched. He seemed genuinely angry that someone would threaten me. He took stock of his tattoos quickly and it was the first time I got a real proper view of them up close. There were words and symbols and none of them made any sense to me at all. He seemed to be counting the ones that were predicting deaths. There were only two that I could see. He spent the morning in the kitchen, sitting over a bowl of water, and talking to someone on the other side. I didn't listen in. Not because I didn't want to, but because Amrita enlisted my help brainstorming ways to keep the walkers at bay. I told her what I'd done in Dode's room with the curtains, and she laughed. She said she wished she'd seen the looks on their faces when I did that. And I have to say, I kind of agree. But we agreed that we shouldn't keep the curtains closed for too long, just in case they got bold we don't want to be unprepared if they decide to break into the house. Dude went around the house in the afternoon doing a few bits of protection magic and quite a bit of physical security. I tried to figure out how the windows worked by watching him go around the outside but I just got confused and developed a headache. When he came back, he sat me down and gave me this whole spiel about how I wasn't to leave the house unless told I could, and I wasn't to talk to or acknowledge the walkers under any circumstances. I told him I had absolutely no plans to do either of those things, and he seemed pleased. He said he was going to be around for the next week or so, at least until Amrita's friend arrived. I only saw the walkers twice more after that. Once was while I was in the bathroom. The... Bathroom nearest my room is quite small, just a toilet across from a sink, and there's a window on the wall beside both. The window overlooks a quiet little beach with nice sand and soft waves. I was washing my face, and I looked out the window, and there they were again. And again, I didn't see what they were wearing because I screamed and shut the curtain. Dode and Emerita thought I'd been attacked, and it took a lot for me to assure them that I was okay. The other time was in the dining room again. We were having dinner together. It was pretty interesting. Usually Dad doesn't eat with us since he's always away. He's usually only here to sleep and sometimes eat cereal wrong at absurd hours of the morning. But having him around for dinners all week was fun. Turns out he's got a wicked sense of humour. He and Amrita seem to know each other very well. I should probably ask them how they know each other? I always forget to ask things like that. I think to, and then they distracted me with some ridiculous joke or funny story, and then I completely forget to ask. Anyway, we were eating dinner, and Diode looked up from his plate and just kind of got this look on his face like he'd eaten a lemon. And he said, oh in this almost disappointed, exasperated voice. So naturally, Amrita and I looked up to see what all the fuss was about, and there they were. They were wearing matching mauve dinner suits, and for once they didn't seem to have the usual blank expression on their face. Instead, they looked at Daud and Amrita in shock, and then turned around and began to hike down the mountainside out of sight. I guess they didn't realize that Dao and Amrita were doing anything more than letting me sleep in one of the spare rooms. But they certainly didn't look happy about our friendship. It kind of put a damper on dinner that night, but we all got over it pretty quickly, and things settled down once we stopped seeing the twins around. Not that any of us are naive enough to think that they might have given up. Okay, well, I might have been naive enough to think that, but Amrita and Dude made it very clear that they haven't. But we had a few more nice dinners until Doe decided it was safe for him to go back to whatever it is he does all day every day now he's gone back to hardly seeing us, and being surly every time I see him. I guess I never really considered the toll it takes on him to spend all his time around people who are about to die. I guess I'd be pretty pissy too, especially since he hardly gets any downtime. I think he liked the break more than he liked spending time with me, really. Not that it matters, Emerita and I get along well enough, and her friend should be arriving soon, hopefully. If they don't get ambushed by any sudden issues. Hopefully in the meantime, Dode's protection spells and Amrita's death glare can keep the walkers at bay. I'll continue to take their advice and just ignore the walkers. It seems to be working out well enough for me so far. Though I suppose that is what got me turned in the first place. I think about that quite often. Would things have been different if I'd have approached them at the grocery store? Obviously the answer is yes. It would have been different, because that's the nature of decisions. But, I'll never really know for sure if it would have been better or worse, if I hadn't ignored them. It's hard not to fall into that. Hindsight is wonderfully clear, but it's also rather useless. Unless I somehow find myself in an identical position, it'll never really come in handy. I often think about things I've done wrong. Situations I could have handled better, things I regret saying or doing. I'm kept awake at night thinking over things I've done that really didn't matter, but I still feel so ashamed of them. I don't think about these things to better myself or to figure out what I'll do if I encounter a similar situation. I think about them because sometimes my brain decides it wants to torture itself. And I won't let it. That's something I learned a long time ago in therapy. I need to be conscious of the way I think, why I think that way, and how it's affecting me. After that, it becomes much easier to train myself to think positively and in ways that benefit my life. I tend to go on and on about the wonders of therapy, but I really do think that everyone can benefit from it. It's not just for people with specific instances of trauma or neurological differences they want help with. It's for everyone. Even if it's just teaching you how to think positively or encourage yourself or communicate your feelings and boundaries better or just process the everyday things that happen in your life. Therapy is very important and no one should ever feel ashamed for it the same way they shouldn't feel ashamed for going to a nutritionist, or anyone else who helps you change your lifestyle for the better. I suppose this whole discussion leads into today's advice for you all. I was thinking about it, and I think we all need to hear this sometimes. Don't dwell on the past, and your mistakes too much. Acknowledge them, learn from them, but don't think about them so much that it hinders you from living the rest of your life.